Hello, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with the meanest of the mean girls, and we read a romance, and we talk about it. And this month was Tashai's turn to pick a book for us, and she chose Reputation by Lex Croucher. I'll do this because I don't have, I don't think any of us have the physical book, so I'll just put the picture up somewhere um i know at least two of us listened to the audiobook um so yeah we read that and tishai has uh, prepared a couple of questions for us to you know just a couple just a few not too many you know <laughs> a decent amount uh before i tell you about the book and i tell you about the author if you are watching so you, you can see us but if you're just listening you know our theme right was I don't know if we could settle on a theme, honestly. We were just, <laughs> we talked about a theme and then Regency we were like, fuck it. Realness. Yeah, sure. Regency realness. Um, I decided to go with like my background. There's a lot of reading happened with the main character. So I went with a, like a library interior. Uh, I also put on like a little flower crown and like a flowery shirt because I'm pretending I'm like a flower nymph at this like party. And I'm just kind of like walking into this library, hoping that the handsome woman that I made eye contact with as I entered the party will follow me in here. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to go for. Not definitely that um, I wasn't able to wash my hair before this and definitely not that I recently traveled and forgot my earrings <laughs> and have no other accessories to wear definitely not that so i am drinking uh raspberry rose like prebiotic soda because <laughs> i think it actually tastes a lot like a wine sparkler i've been i haven't had a headache i've had a headache for the past three days i still have it so i'm trying not to aggravate it and so i'm choosing something non-alcoholic for tonight but you know that's it. there will be other hangouts uh for me to imbibe Tash, what's your what's your look? What's your background? What are you drinking? My look is I'm not at home right now. And so I'm wearing what I wore today. But my background is a scene from Bridgerton where we have the queen holding her dog and her court, who are filled, who, which is filled with like gossipy, it's a gossipy gaggle. So to me, this is like spilling the tea, except instead of tea, it's wine, because everyone in this book is just getting hammered. So, I'm drinking some red wine, I'm having some cheese and seedy crackers, and I'm ready to, like, spill the tea and get the gossip. Because I'll tell you what, I don't know what level of richness I would be to where I a character in this Regency era, but I would be getting all the gossip. Because that is what I am, who I am, what I love, I feed on it. I love it. I'd be that person. I'd be oh. like, oh dear, did you, did any of... Perchance, did anyone here happen to hear what happened with with Delilah last last summer? And then spill forth the tea. <laughs> I am Lady Whistledown. I am Lady Whistledown. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, and as a Libra, that that tracks. That definitely tracks. Uh, what about you, Drea? What's your background? Uh, what's what? How are you applying the theme? What are you drinking? I am not dressed uh, for the theme in any way. I'm just cozy in a sweatshirt and a little snow hat um, and a side braid because it's pretty chilly in my apartment right now. Um, and also I moved on Monday. So <laughs> um, even though my closet is unpacked, I just haven't had the desire for like putting a real outfit on because I've just been very tired all week. Um, but I did get a by a background of what I imagine these. Okay, I don't read a ton of historical fiction. I don't watch any of these shows. Like I've never seen Bridgerton or anything like that. So I have no idea what these houses that they're all partying at are supposed to look like. But this is kind of like what I was envisioning my background where it's like a castle kind of thing with like lots of land. I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, I am drinking. I wanted to drink some wine because, yeah, like Tashai said, everybody is always drinking in this book. I don't drink alcohol. So I went with my um, wine of choice, which is free, Frey. I don't know how you say it, but it's a Virginia brand. That's I think it's a Virginia brand. 
It's in the local area of my grocery store, but I don't know if that means anything. Um, but it's a non-alcoholic wine that actually tastes like wine because they make the wine and then they extract the alcohol out. So um, it tastes exactly like wine to me. But I have a Chardonnay. Let me tell you a little bit about the book and a little bit about the author. And then we'll go around giving our overall impressions. Reputation by Lex Croucher. The hilarious debut novel from Lex Croucher, a classic rom-com with a Regency-era twist for fans of Mean Girls and or Jane Austen. Abandoned by her parents, middle-class Georgiana Ellers has moved to a new town to live with her dreary aunt and uncle. At a particularly dull party, she meets the enigmatic Francis Campbell, a wealthy member of the in-crowd who lives a life that Georgiana couldn't have imagined in her wildest dreams. Lonely and vulnerable, Georgiana falls in with Francis and her unfathomably rich, deeply improper friends. Georgiana is introduced to a new world, drunken debauchery, mysterious young men with strangely arresting hands and the upper echelons of Regency society. But the price of entry to high society might be, wait, might just be higher than Georgiana is willing to pay. I read that. I read that for sure. I read that, but I don't think it was so much Georgiana wasn't willing to pay it as like, she's poor. <laughs> She'd had a little more money. <laughs> this girl was ready to sell out. <laughs> yeah. I, will be, I guess we'll talk about it because I have, I have some thoughts about her. Um, and so a little bit about the author, Lex Croucher. Um, this is from uh, their website, lexcroucher.co, whatever. I'll put it in the description box. Uh, and it's also on the Goodreads description. It says, Lex Croucher grew up in Surrey, reading a lot of books and making friends with strangers on the internet, and now lives in London with an elderly cat. With a background in social media for NGOs, Lex now writes historical-ish rom-coms for adults, like Reputation and Upcoming Infamous, and historical fantasy rom-coms for teenagers. Gwen and Art Are Not In Love is their YA debut. This page also has uh, a link to their YouTube page. They haven't posted, I think, in about a year. But, I mean, I really enjoyed what I saw. And I, I definitely subscribed. They also have their blog on there as well. So, good for them. Um, yeah. I mean, so they're also very attractive. Oh, yeah. No, 1,000%. 1,000%. Like, okay, I can be. Wait, I can I get on board with this. Okay. <laughs> um, if uh, Reputation sounds like something you you want to read and haven't read, then pause here, go read it, and then come back and listen to our discussion because we will be like discussing the entire thing probably. Spoilers will be included. We've already read the book. We're ready to talk about it. So this is your sign. Spoilers ahead. Um, and with that being said, yeah, um, Tashai, um, I know why you chose this book, but do you want to pretend you made you want to pretend you have a different reason for choosing? It? You want me? You want me to pretend I'm capable of making my own independent decisions? I uh, mean, sure, we can do that. We can do that together. Book club. I've found it a hundred percent by myself through sheer coincidence as I was browsing my messages from Christina. <laughs> No, I didn't know what to pick. I was trying to decide between like two other books, but I didn't want to do another like YA and and the stuff that was finding that I was finding that was sounding interesting was kind of similar to what we had already read. And then Christina sent a couple of recommendations at one point, and then she's like, "And then there's this like kind of Jane Austeny queer book," and I'm like, "What?" I was at the mall. I was at the mall with Ivan. I was in the stance socks store when we were texting and you said that and as soon as you said that i'm like yes put it on the list i'm doing that i'll do that one do you regret choosing it what you know like how did it what what were your overall impressions how did i do with my recommendations i mean at this point we've been doing this long enough where if you led me astray it's like once once in a blue moon am i led astray this was great i had a really fun time with this this was like just what the doctor ordered as soon as i started reading and getting into it i'm like yes and then the main character 
just is like more and more of a disappointment. Like she's more and more of an asshole. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. This isn't ooh, okay. I like I like that we're experiencing a protagonist who's like very flawed and is making decisions that I'm questioning. But no, I thought it was super funny. I thought it was really fun. I got through it pretty quickly. Um yeah, I had I had a really fun time with this book. I'm very happy. I appreciate the recommendation. Anything Regency, honestly. Um I'm a slut for Regency romance. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, and, and I knew that you like, and we hadn't read a historical or we had just read one in the previous quarter. So I was like, I'm not sure. I tried to send you variety, but I knew that you, and I think of, out of all of us, I think you enjoy the historicals just so much. Because I know we read Scandal in Spring. I was definitely playing to your taste. If there's a, if there's a layers of clothing, if there's like dowry, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, that's okay. All right, cool. Um, Drea, what were your um, overall impressions for, for this book? Yeah, I loved it too. I gave it five stars, even though Regency and historical in general um, is not my favorite romance category. Um, <laughs> it was funny because I was listening to this on audio while I was on a road trip. And I agree now that the synopsis of the book is exactly what I read, but I hadn't read it when I started the book. And for some reason in my head, I had that like Chris had said this was a Pride and Prejudice retelling. So I was like on the road and I'm like, wait, who is supposed to be who? And then there were like, I kept thinking it was going to be like a super queer book. I think because I know the author is queer and because I had already added their YA to my list of books to read and the YA is like, the main characters are both like super queer. And so it was one of those books where like I kept thinking it was going in directions that it wasn't actually going. <laughs> and I couldn't stop. Normally I would stop and Google, but I couldn't because I was driving. And normally that would bother me. But honestly, with this book, I was just like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. Like I'm here for the ride. Um, and uh, it, it was just a fun book. Like it was if I had to just describe it in like one word it would just be fun like I wasn't I don't think it was like a love story for the ages or anything like that but it was just like a fun book to experience and it was my first encounter with this author's books like I know they have their their second book and not like a series but you know they have like similar covers and titles like the one that they wrote after this one is already out as well and um, I guess have been out for a while in the UK, but like are just now, I think, getting more popular in the US. Um, and I always like when that happens when I'm like completely new to me author, but they've actually have other books out that I can check out. They have more books coming out soon. And so that's always fun for me, um, especially if the backlist isn't super long, because then I get overwhelmed. Like I will never catch up to their work in my lifetime. And that's not the case here. I can definitely catch up with Lex's books. <laughs> and and I plan to. I'm definitely reading the YA next year. It sounds amazing. That makes me so happy. I'm also going to probably read their next book. It's called Infamous. Um, it's already I saw, out. Yeah, I saw that it was, I think, it, the LGBTQ tours on Bookstagram. Uh, they had a book tour and I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that cover looks like and then I just never connected the two. <laughs> um, but now that I, I've kind of like, a, we can do a buddy read if you want. I mean, I mean, like, I'm, uh, not, I'm not against it. I'm not against I mean, it. to shy, we could to do, shy, you can also join. We could have a bonus episode. I mean, we could I know also to shy. Episode. What do you call what we do in book club? This is a buddy read. <laughs> <laughs> we do a buddy read every month. Stop crying. Teach your crackers. <laughs> I just mean like if you all want to read it unofficially, I'd be down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I, if I it down. is a book club book for 2023. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I already picked my books, so I'm off the table. But if one of you wants to step up, I wouldn't complain. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> I, I need to see what books I'm going to read before both of you for next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's okay. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe I know. In. I guess that's the negative of having already picked all four of my books. Tasha, I could read them like over Christmas break. You know she will. She will. <laughs> but uh, the ones that are out, there's two that aren't out yet, but there's two that are. <laughs> gotcha. 
Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing. I agree. I thought this book was really, really fun. I It's funny because I knew what this book was about and I still found what the contents of the book were to be like still a surprise. Uh, my library had a copy of the audiobook, so I went ahead and just started listening to it. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I loved the audiobook. I, I remember that's why I recommended it to Drea. And so it was kind of, you know, it was kismet because um, she was going to go on a on a road trip. And I was like, man, I love this narrator. I love it when when narrators like laugh, when they do like extra things to to make you feel like extra immersed, when they pretend to eat a sandwich or like they cough. I don't know what that, sh this, this shit is amazing. And then I find out, and I shared this with you guys, that um, the narrator was actually part of Bridgerton. She's one of the Featherington sisters. And so I just thought that was just like extra, just a cherry on top, just kind of like a expanded universe of regency media so yeah i thought this book was really funny it, it's more of a coming of age story than it is a romance although the romance is very entertaining like the aspects of the romance are pretty entertaining um and it's also a lot heavier than i anticipated uh i know that there were some quibbles on like review sites like goodreads and like story graph about like oh this isn't a romance or whatever it's more of a coming of age but i thought that that was fine like i thought that that was perfectly fine and um, even though she was, I mean, I, I thought that the protagonist, I felt like I could relate to her in a lot of things, um, especially when like coming into a new friend group and not kind of like knowing your place and trying to kind of like stake out a place in a friend group and uh, not making the right choices. Um, but then eventually coming to the, the, the you know, the good side of <laughs> good side. I loved all of the, I loved all of the characters. I did try to character match, but instead of with like Jane Austen characters, I definitely matched with the Mean Girls cast. I was like, okay, though this one is Katie, and this one is Regina, and this one is like the stupid one. I can't remember her name. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you know the the hair in the face. I was trying to like figure out if that was also a callback to the movie because like you know he just like well, you look sexy with your hair pushed back. I don't know. I was trying to do all of these things. Um, but then I, I really enjoyed it. I did have some comments or I had some questions about um, the choices that were made in regards to, you know, quote unquote. And this is something that like Bridgerton suffers from as well, where it's like, you know, there's blind casting happening in the story. So but then also we're also acknowledging that, you know, slavery was a thing. <laughs> and so that's always really confusing. And it does take me out of the story a little bit. But I did find that um, I forgot what her character. I immediately forget her character's name. Uh, Francis. I did think that Francis was such a well-rounded, complicated character that I didn't mind that she was like the nexus of drama, you know, like at first I was like, wait, I didn't let. I didn't love that, like, the Black girl was starting shit, you know? But there were more things going on in her life aside from from that that I felt made her, like, a really well-rounded character, not just a stereotype. So I was able to kind of, like, rise above it. <laughs> but I did have, I did have thoughts about that. Um, so, yeah, those are my, those are my thoughts. Sorry to go on. Um, I turned the mic over to, to Shai who who has some questions for us to to discussion <laughs> so ready when you are speaking of francis um so as i started reading the book i realized that georgiana got represented as like a unique character in the way that we tend to see in these types of books and that she liked to read and she was super interested in reading and was just very studious but as I was getting through the chapters, it, it seemed like there was more effort made in t creating the character of Francis. And I really, like, even though, like Christina said, she kind of became this, like, beacon of drama, I was so much more drawn to reading about her and trying to understand her motivation versus Georgiana, who I think we were supposed to be following on this journey. So I wondered, you know, how did you guys feel about this characterization of both these characters if you feel like we were meant to be a lot more fascinated by Francis than Georgiana? If you had a different character that you thought was a lot more interesting? Because at least in my experience of reading the book, I started out rooting for Georgiana because that's who we're seeing this story through. 
but then found myself getting just more and more frustrated by the decisions she was making but appreciated that because it's very rare that you're seeing things through a character that is very obviously flawed so i just wondered how your experience was as you were like uncovering these personalities and if you found yourself more drawn to some characters than others and how how your experience was with this like shift in who's the good and who's the bad and who's the complicated i mean to me it made sense though that um francis was like so interesting because like that just made me feel more like georgiana because cause, like i too would have been absolutely fascinated and like smitten with like francis if i had run across them and so it made sense to me like we're seeing all of the characters through georgiana's eyes so to me it made sense that francis would be this like bright burning sun because that's who she's most obsessed with um she was definitely my favorite character was i disappointed that like nothing happened between them yes because for the longest time i thought that that was the love interest as i was listening to the audiobook and then just when i was getting over it and thinking no no like andrea what were you thinking then there was like that weird kiss in bed and i was like <laughs> but then that was nothing too <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, got it. Like, <laughs> it was, it was just me. Like, I don't think Lex ever makes us think that George is even bi curious. Like, like, there's nothing written into the character. Like, she is it, into that kiss. I'm sorry. As soon as the kiss happens, she's like, well, I took it. But more I, as, I, I took it more as like a sign of things to come. Where, where I think that because i think because george kisses um uh, francis or just kind of gives her like a half kiss and it's accidental and then francis doesn't recoil i think that's setting up what we find out about francis later in the story and so yeah, but it's for, for but like, it was definitely and, like a, a moment where i was like oh shit no you know, it, like it sets things up for francis but i don't think george is just like oh i guess like friends do this and it's cool and then later on is like oh some girls have girlfriends, I guess. But like at no point is she like, whoa, I want to do that. Um, so I don't think like I don't think like Lex was playing with my emotions or anything. I think I just wanted it to happen. And so I was like looking for things that weren't there. Um, but no, I didn't have I didn't have an issue with like I, I thought Georgiana was well written. Like I didn't think Francis was like a better character or anything. I think it's just set up so that obviously everyone's obsessed with Francis. And I, I let everybody in this book was like toxic and flawed and like in serious need of therapy. So <laughs> I, I don't think it was just Georgiana, like every single character in this book needed needed some professional help. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not surprised that Francis was the more compelling character, like the like the comp that this is used with is Mean Girls and Regina George is the most interesting character in that movie, you know, in that book. It, this is a book. That's a book too, right? Queen Bees and the Wannabes. Um, so, but I mean, I've never read the book. I just watched the movie. And yeah, I, I, I think that that's, it's done in, with that purpose. I think that it's, I, I thought that everyone was really interesting. I just think that uh, Francis was just interesting in the loudest way. I thought that, even Georgiana, um, like I said, I, I was expecting her to just kind of feel like very bland. And, you know, she everybody had layers to to them. You know, we've got like this really sheltered, uh, like young adult, not like a minor, but like someone who is just just entering adulthood, dealing with the fact that her parents like didn't really prepare her for adulthood and then aren't really interested in being a part of her life. And then there's these other parents like in Francis's side who... I don't want to say they neglect her, but they just can't, they just can't be bothered. They're too rich to be bothered. <laughs> uh, and they have their own things going on. Like, it's definitely not a perfect family home. And um, I think that they just met each other in the book at the right time. And I think that, yeah, uh, Frances has to be more interesting in this case because, you know, she's the one who's going to take uh, Georgiana and by extension us into this like magical world of the rich and the drunk and <laughs>
I, I enjoyed every other character as well. I really liked Jonathan. I loved, you know, that we had a gay best friend. Um, and I was appreciative that Georgiana did not um, make more of the the queerness that she experienced or that she wasn't like experiencing, but that was okay with happening around her. Because I think one, one of the things that I was dreading as I was reading was that, um, you know, it was gonna, that Francis was gonna be like, well, you kissed me because you're a big fat lesbian, you know? Like I thought that, I thought that that was coming and it didn't happen. And I was like, thank God. I mean, of course what did happen was <laughs> awful, but it's not like where I thought it was going. I appreciate um, the care that went into creating that conflict and then avoiding this other one that centered around like queerness and or like being outed or or being curious or being accepting of queer friends. Like I just thought I liked that we, that wasn't even a thing here. It was acknowledged that not everybody lived their life this way. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a problem amongst their friend group. Um, I don't think that I don't think that she was better or anything. I just I do think that she had a lot going on and because there's not a lot going on in Georgiana's life where we're hyper focused on her along with her. Also she's freaking sounds super fun. <laughs> sounds fun, sounds beautiful. I would hang out with her. I couldn't keep up. But I would want to hang out. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, I think that I think there were enough layers in there to not make her a stereotype and to make her just as interesting of a character at least in my eyes as Georgiana. Yeah, I think it's interesting how you bring up <clears throat> Francis's parents because there was so much kind of a delicate treatment of the circumstances of her parentage that I was curious if we were going to get to see more about that. And we did it. We hear a little bit of like gossiping on the street and a little bit of this and a little bit of that about how the dad and the mom ended up together. But I was really curious about it, and I don't know if that's something that if if the second book will explore more. No, the the of second this book group. is not a sequel; it's mm -hmm. completely different characters. Yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> that is unfortunate because I really wanted to figure out how Francis's parents ended up getting together because they seemed so just like over each other, and he seemed so just like aggressive and spiteful and the language he was throwing around seemed very like shamed but like he chose to be with this person so that was something that's not an official question it was just something that as i was reading and i'm like are we gonna figure out what's going on here no but that's the problem that's the problem that's what that's the problem with like the blind casting situation because it's like okay we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna talk about this like what the fuck is going on in this universe you know like exactly. is her being black a problem or is it not like <laughs> how can she be like this rich and this accepted and this like popular but then also like her mom is being treated like shit and and you know not to say like there's there is biracial privilege right i'm assuming dad is white mom is black I, that was a huge question mark for me i chose to just let it go there was so many more things happening within the friend group but i also yeah i, I just it was one of the things that I had kind of like in my head too. I was like, wait, are we going to talk about this? Or Okay, I guess not. Betty Walters. Described as pleasantly plump. Georgiana was such a judgy bitch to this girl and was so mean to her. And I could not understand why she was so mean to this girl who was like, yeah, she talks a lot. Like, she never talk a lot. She just was kind of like, very excited so my opinion of georgiana was like pretty straightforward up until it gets to the interactions with betty and it gives you an opportunity to really see how like mean and judgy she can be and i wondered if um if this was a turning point for you guys too or if you had already suspected that we were going to see some darker parts of georgiana's character before this because I hadn't really been too, but I, I kind of expected some of what was coming up. But as soon as she comes face to face with Betty and she's so mean to her, I paused. I took a step back. I was like, oh, am I about to experience like a protagonist who's a lot more flawed than I anticipated? Because this is like the treatment of this girl is not going to have me on this person's side. And as it kept happening throughout the book, I'm like, Betty, girl, you deserve so much better. I'm team Betty. I was very upset with her treatment. 
So, yeah, just so in, in this book, I would have obviously been Betty. <laughs> Um, and I would have been the one who kept like forgiving her and like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. It's not a big deal that you completely forgot me at this party and then poisoned me and I almost died. It's okay. <laughs> um, it didn't surprise me because I felt like it was one of those situations where Georgiana had this meanness inside her all along but had never been in a social situation where it was acceptable to say it out loud because of like the friend groups that she was with previously and everyone being so polite and stuff and so once she got exposed to this group who just say what they think whenever they want and like damn the consequences it's just like it let loose she was like oh i can just say things too okay um you know, and she like feels a little bit bad about it, but like not enough to stop. Um, so yeah, it didn't surprise me. It was more like the minute she started hanging out with these people, I was like, well, this is not going to be a source of character growth. I can tell you that much, <laughs> you know, so I, I did feel I did feel for Betty. <laughs> Betty is me. <laughs> it's not that I didn't think that um, Georgiana was going to like show more flaws or go down another path because that's what kind of that's kind of like what happens to katie and mean girls right she starts hanging out with regina and everybody and then so she starts kind of like acting like another queen bee and a wannabe you know um so i thought that that's what was going to happen but what surprised me i think yeah was that when this interaction happens with betty it's just it's just georgiana and betty it's there's no one else there and i was like whoa what a bitch like i was like but it made it made sense to me because just because you read a lot of books and you have a sheltered life it doesn't mean that you know how to be nice on the spot or know how to just kind of like maneuver someone who you find annoying right away uh and again not excusing it i just that's how i read it where georgiana probably thought that she was just too smart and too witty for her own good you know what i mean and definitely kind of like ripped on Betty a lot and does not deserve Betty's friendship. But I was so happy when when she was like, look, I've been a piece of shit. And I'm glad that kind of like Betty like allowed her to do that, too. I like I like that she was like, you know, it's OK, we'll work on it. Because I mean, if it wasn't because of Betty, this girl would have been in a convent. So, yeah, 100 Betty, percent. Betty's the MVP here. Yeah, and I think that. Yeah, I think that she could see, I think that she could see maybe the goodness in Georgiana or, you know, whatever goodness was there. And the fact that she was like hanging out with this like crowd of people, like, but he's not stupid. She's just like socially awkward. So, yeah. I, I'm sure you didn't mean to forget me. So I was just waiting outside and then I thought, well, maybe you just got overwhelmed. And so oh my I God. The audiobook, that part of the audiobook is brutal because the voice that the narrator gives Betty is like so soft and squeaky. And you're just, you can hear the pain as she's saying it. She's like, I'm sure you didn't forget to just forget me outside. And you're just like, oh she shit, like, bitch. She, she like did. Fed up too. Like when Betty would start talking, like she yeah. thought the narrator would start talking like faster it was perfection <laughs> it was really good i was i was in like i was in agony like whenever whenever their interactions whenever she wasn't nice but i was i saw you know I, there were like little seeds of hope you know because then she's like huh you know like okay i see you you were talking about gravel the other day and like she let a joke out and and kind of like didn't put georgiana in her place but definitely was like showed that she you know knew more than she let on she wasn't a ding dong so so yeah i really liked um i really liked betty as a character and i in the car right i'm scolding georgiana i'm like no cuidado no le hables así pero you know i'm like talking to her i'm like why you gotta be such a bitch you know but i'm glad it worked out i'm glad they i'm glad they ended up being besties quick content warning for discussion of sexual assault and alcohol and drug use the sexual assault discussion happens at 34 minutes, and the alcohol and drug use discussion happens at 42. Skip to 52 minutes to avoid both of these topics. I felt like I kind of knew something bad was going to happen to Frances. The way that she was like 
flirting with the guys in the friend group and her relationship with Jeremy, what's his name? And and that whole situation, I I couldn't help but feel that Frances was leaning too much on her previous experience of being like protected by her title and kind of assumed that she was untouchable. And so when the situation happens at this like cabin with Jeremy, I'm, I wasn't like surprised, but I was kind of taken like caught off guard that it went as far as it did, that it sounded as graphic as it was. And I didn't know I didn't know how to feel about it. I I I kind of like I felt like I thought I was going to go there and then I didn't know how to interpret their relationship because for a bit there I kind of thought Francis was hopeful that Jeremy would be like the love of her life and then I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be a beard to kind of hide her gayness. My wine magically refilled. She's she's bisexual, isn't she? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if if her attraction to him was like her putting on airs to pretend, but then the way that she kind of reacted after this like scenario in this situation, then I was like, okay, I think she's just bisexual and it's fine. But did you guys think that that was going to happen or that that yeah. relationship was going to go that way? Because it took a it took a step, and I I didn't think it was going to go that far. I I okay, I did, but only because they had previously mentioned the girl that had to be like sent out of town after something happened. And so I was like, okay, so if he has done this to other people, chances are he's going to try to do something again. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised by that at all. I was more taken aback by the fact that it took Georgiana so long to even comprehend what had happened. I was like, you are an idiot. <laughs> like, that's what frustrated me. I was like, mm, okay, even if you don't know what rape is, and even if you don't understand, like, consent, if your friend is bleeding and crying, <laughs> clearly something bad happened to her. Whereas Georgiana's just like, what? You chose to have sex with him? That's so weird. Why would you do that? And I'm like, she's bleeding and crying. <laughs> so that's what, that's what like shocked bleeding me. Bleeding so much that it takes three people to like clean up the situation. It felt like weird to me that she was so confused for so long, literally up until he tries to grope her. And that's when it finally like clicks in her brain. And that was like a hundred pages later. I don't even know. Yeah, that was a thing. So, okay, I didn't see it coming. What I thought was going to happen, right? So I have here are all the puzzle pieces in my head. And I was very much suspecting that something else had happened, but was not. I, I don't know why my mind like hesitated to go to rape because I didn't read what happened to the other girl as having been raped. I just thought that he just fucked this other girl, knocked her up, and she got sent to the convent. So what I thought happened was that, you know, they were drinking and she decided to go all the way and then like regretted it then afterwards i start putting the pieces together and i'm like oh shit you know afterwards i definitely realized it as well and i think you know a lot of factors you know like i'm listening to it i'm driving maybe i just wasn't paying as close attention as i was i definitely thought like wow there's a lot of blood but i definitely was just like hoping for the best i think <laughs> i think it was hoping for the best um what I thought was going to happen was that, yeah, he was, they were going to have sex and that she was like deflowered and that it was going to be hard for her to find a husband because of this and that her reputation was tarnished. So that's where I was like, ah, that's the reputation, you know, um, that's where, that's where it's happening. And then it turned into something so much more like violent and awful. I, you know, I felt myself like spiraling and shrinking as like more things were coming out where I was like, oh, no, oh, no, you know. Uh, so I was I was right there with, with Georgiana. I saw Frances acting out as like her being like upset that it happened, but not because it had been like a sexual assault. You know, I just thought that she had put so many hopes and dreams into the idea of Jeremy. Right. 
And the reason why, and I didn't think that she was trying to make him into a beard. I just thought she was trying to leave her house. Like I thought she was trying to leave her, her parents. And so the fact that that didn't work out, plus now she's like no longer virginal, you know, I thought that that's why she was spiraling. So, I mean, I, and I could see it both ways because at that point, at that, at that time, right, where we're reading it, that's like your reputation is is everything to you like you are you have money you can bounce back but like you know people are still gonna gossip they're still gonna talk about you so um it definitely caught me off guard for sure like i'm not gonna even pretend like oh yes i absolutely saw it like mwah, mwah, mwah. i definitely was like holy shit and then it, you know everything else that happened with jeremy it was, it was just like lots of i'm trying to think now like i i don't think it was just the girl i feel like some of the boys made comments about jeremy yeah too. yeah like, um best friend was like you shouldn't trust him like you shouldn't believe him he he leads on women like he does this a lot but no one alluded to there being any sort of like that he was a fucking predator like that that he yeah. was like a violent predator when they mm -hmm. talked about the other girl i thought the same thing oh he had had sex with her and she got pregnant she had to be sent away it, it, the level of like violence didn't seem like a thing so when this happens between them i thought the same thing she gave it up and then he didn't like call her back afterwards yeah. and didn't propose afterwards. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, that at least makes me feel better in the sense of like, I don't know. Like I thought, I thought it was weird that like it took Georgiana so long. But if you're saying that like that was your experience as a reader and you got there, then, then it clearly worked, you know? Like I was yeah. more, I was more worried that like people would like not see it for what it was, but oh. Like you got there eventually, so I think a lot of it was Francis's own reaction to things. And so because I think she's trying to justify what happened and downplay it, then as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, I know that this was probably something she didn't enjoy and was more like violent than it should have been. But maybe she knows something that I don't. And then mm -hmm. as it kept progressing, it's like, oh, baby girl, like <laughs> See me and meanwhile, I was like, mm, classic rape response. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, so that afterwards, right? When she, so afterwards, when, when, when we go back and we see like how she's been acting out, right? When, when Georgiana puts everything together, then I'm like, oh. and again, I thought she was acting out because of like every other fucking thing that's happening to her like it's not like this yeah. is the only thing that's going on in her life right so <laughs> that's what i thought georgiana was getting more popular and she's like no fuck this and also am i gay like all of that to me was reason enough for her to be acting out no i'm not and then there was like the other pervy guy too oh christopher <laughs> yeah Christoph the, the other rapist in training there's like a lot of bad people in this book <laughs> switching gears um i think this is the first time i've read like a regency romance slash book of this nature where people are just getting lit as fuck in every scene like using hallucinogenics smoking drinking and i didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to feel. Obviously, people were using substances back then, but it really kind of caught me off guard. Um, and it heightened my sense of concern over the things that could be happening to these characters and how they could get caught. So I just wanted to know how you guys felt about the portrayal of like substance use in this group and kind of how they all just got away with it, but also like how much it heightened the possibility for disaster. I was just waiting for something terrible to happen. Every time anyone got drunk, I was just, oh my God, it made me super nervous. I mean, it, it made me nervous because I don't drink or do drugs. And so I cannot even imagine <laughs> being at that kind of party. Like even back when I did drink, like I was always just like a one drink kind of person. Like I, my experience with um, alcohol and drugs has never reached even a tenth of the <laughs> level of this book. Um, so I didn't know whether to be concerned or not concerned because I don't know what's too much. <laughs> I was like, well, clearly. It's just too much. <laughs> It's honestly, it 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 made me feel like, you know, when we read those books that are like 
really, really smutty. And after a while, I'm just like kind of skipping the sex scenes. That's kind of how I felt with like all the I'm like, oh, okay, they're drinking again. Skim, skim. <laughs> oh, they're passing a pipe. Skim. <laughs> like, wait, when Betty got poisoned? <laughs> return, return. Betty, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I mean, honestly, I chalked it all up to them being rich. Like in my head, I was like, oh, is this how rich people live? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I I didn't think too deep about it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> me and, I think me and Tasha can answer this question for you. <laughs> I've never been to one of these level of rich parties, but I have friends who have friends who are like millionaires and oh, yeah. the debauchery seems very uh next level i hear yeah. about these parties i'm like i don't know how i would act at this party i would probably be in the coat room helping people organize i yeah i was concerned because i've been there like i've been at like maybe not like a rich ass house party right but i've been at a house party like or get togethers we've been out of the bar we've been bar hopping we've been drinking and the amount of times where afterwards like you think i'm thinking about it i'm like wow we could have been we could have gotten in a lot of trouble or like we could have like something could have happened to us and so i kept expecting something really bad i mean aside from what happened to francis obviously um i kept expecting something really bad to happen and then it did one of them got like alcohol poisoned like one of mm -hmm. them <laughs> one of them had to get their stomach pumped um that wasn't she she had like acid that's why she right, was tripping the, it wasn't that it was too much acid like Oh, do you mean the other girl who got like hella hella? Yeah, yeah. When they were at the when they were at the other guy's cabin, that she drank way too I much, she was vomiting black, and then I was like, I oh no, she's got alcohol poisoning. I wasn't surprised, but I was that it was happening. But to the extent of which it was on the page was was um pretty illuminating. I don't think that it's inaccurate, um, based on like how we live now and based on probably how people live then. I mean, there's way less consequences. <laughs> Uh, and less like super supervision, you know, back then. And so I 1000% I believe that people were fucking having orgies and were drinking and doing drugs and experimenting. And that's what that's what also like young people do. They experiment and they don't they have lower inhibitions, less going on in their daily lives or a lot of issues going on in their daily lives. So like substances and are none a way of for them to escape. getting like recorded and posted online. Exactly. So, you know? exactly. so there isn't like that that surveillance aspect that's not happening there mm -hmm. as well. So, yes, I was concerned, but I was also like, no, nope, this tracks. You know, this tracks as far as as far as my own experiences and as what I'm seeing on the page, I feel like it tracks pretty well. Um, I was concerned for everyone's like internal organs, you know, and like later on, you know, but, you know, and then I'm thinking about like what the life expectancy is at this point in time. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? It's funny about this book is that it kept like building up, right? In such a way that like by the time we're getting towards the end, like things that might have surprised me in the beginning, like by the time we got to that scene where that guy fucking has a bedroom for his horse, so he can connect to his bedroom. I was like, yeah, of course, rich people parties. Like. Makes sense. Yeah, same. I was well, insane. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, well, but I have a I have a question. So, like, did did the amount of drinking like disturb like you, Tajai? Did it have any kind of like? And I'm I'm just asking this like so, as a friend. We don't have to keep it in the hangout, but like I we had just kind of recently talked about you kind of like cutting down on alcohol a little bit because you weren't liking the effects of it. So I I kind of was curious about like you know how how did you feel as as we were reading this? Like they're young and. They're just kind of getting started. And I think our, our relationship to alcohol has changed a little bit as time has gone by. So I don't know. How how was it for you, if you don't mind me turning turning the question around on you? I don't mind it. Um, I think it was like, I don't think at the time I was necessarily thinking about it because it felt very disconnected from my own experience with alcohol because I it was a it was a slow climb. To getting to the point where I was, you know, binge drinking and drinking a lot and partying a lot. And I think the the speed with which our main character jumped into the into the partying and the drinking, I think that's what caught me off guard. And that's where I was very worried for her as a as a character. 
now as we're having this conversation, it's kind of eye-opening of, wow, I'm being super concerned for these characters. I definitely did not think about that when it was me, when I was out and I was partying and I was drinking. And I'll think back, you know, as I reminisce about my early years in New York City, and I think to myself, like, I could have, like, terrible things could have happened on multiple occasions. And I did not think that it would, and I thought I was totally fine. And the worst that happened is like <clears throat> being sick on a train in between state, like at different stations or stumbling home from a friend's house. And like, I lost my cardigan along the way, but I woke up on the train and I had a party sized Doritos bag that I was eating, you know, just weird, weird stuff. And none of it seemed like a problem at the time i just thought it was like a funny part of drinking and that's what this is and so reading this book and being worried and then looking back at my own experiences it's like oh yeah okay i can see how these characters would be taking into this extreme and not necessarily think that it's a problem because when you're in it you're just like not thinking about the consequences of what you're doing and like i've been lucky in that you know nothing terrible <laughs> has really happened god bless like thank you universe other than me being like physically ill and probably developing a beer allergy at 34 like that's fine but i think i think it's interesting i think it's an interesting perspective to have to like come up against is the oh i was this person to a degree and i didn't worry about anything i was like yeah i'm just gonna take this train home by myself at three in the morning that's fine lucky lucky same. I mean, and you're not you're not the only one. And it, it, it's same for me. Like we've had different experiences. Like you were out of state, but like me hanging out like in in PR while I was still living there, definitely could have made better choices. And very lucky that didn't nothing terrible happened. And so yeah, I was definitely concerned. But I also was like, yeah, like like I asked previously, I'm like that tracks, you know. Like I did not care. I, I thought that I was invincible. And you want to think that you're special. You want to think that you're so cool when you're younger. And you're like, I'm not like the other kids. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I fit the description. Like, you know, we took those teaching classes, those like development classes where at each stage, like what you actually are like. And I think back and I'm like, that's not going to be me. And then I look, think back and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> that was absolutely me. Reckless. Thinks they're invincible. Thinks they're always right about everything. Doesn't know their limits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks for thanks for sharing. Thanks for answering. I just I was thinking about you as we were as I was kind of like being like, holy shit, are they not just gonna are they just gonna keep fucking going? Are they not gonna stop? Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing. If there's anything else that you would like to discuss. I mean Perate, okay, this is a romance book club. We have to at least say what we thought about the actual romance before. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna throw it to you. I was like, I feel like maybe I'm forgetting something. <laughs> I was just like not I was more interested in the friendships and what was going on with my lesbians than I was between her and Hoxley the letter part was cute like them writing to each other was cute and I figured they would end up together but I'm like ah, okay okay his brother died because he drank too much take me back to the party what's going on <laughs> what did you what do you think Drea did you you know where did you ship it how romantic did you find their interaction Oh, no. I mean, it was fine. I was also more into the friendship. I just thought we should officially make a comment <laughs> on it as a romance book club. Right. True, 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 true. We don't always just read romance. It's just this. The, I want to say this was the least interesting part of this book, although I do think that it was I do think that it it was a well-written side plot. Right. This mm -hmm. romance was the subplot. Um the main plot was really the relationship between Georgiana and um, and Francis. I will say that I appreciated like the depth that Hawksley also had being someone who used to be part of the crowd, decides to not be part of the crowd because of what happens to his brother. And then and has you know a boundary too. Yeah. That he has yeah. no and, problem expressing. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, really it, it shows like the amount of pain that he was in because of the you know, he felt like he was responsible at one point i really liked their conversation in the balcony i was like damn you know it could have been a side plot that was like you know realized very quickly um but i do think that he was a really good well-rounded character on his own it really was just that i think that the romance was a given 
And I didn't feel any kind of like, I didn't feel a type of way if I thought that they were going to break up. When the book was like, when there was one minute left in this book and I was like, are you kidding me? Like really Georgiana and Francis are never going to speak to each other ever again. I was going through it. Like I, I remember driving back home and being like, Coño, wow, like it's really over. Like they're never going to like talk. And then she reads the like, she replies and when i tell you that i cried like literal tears like i was like <laughs> because i was that's the relationship that i was rooting for like they were never going to like i guess be as tight i mean who knows like right in the fan fiction universe of this book like maybe that does happen but the ones that i was rooting for right are the the female friendships like i'm trying to i'm hoping that they can like patch things they can kind of like overcome their societal differences and their you know like their their personal values their you know even their their racial differences i don't know and, and just kind of find some sort of middle ground where they can really benefit from each other's really benefit from each other's friendship and when the book was ending and i felt like i wasn't even gonna get like a chance like i was accepting of it but i was mourning it i was so sad i was like damn they're really not gonna get they're really not gonna get together they're not gonna like at least be casual acquaintances i mean because if georgiana is gonna marry hoxley like she's now gonna be part of that that ton right she's gonna marry into it uh so when so when when Francis not only writes to her, but then is like, you know, uh, and then Emily also says hi or whatever. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Jane? Was it Jane? Was like, oh, Jane, yeah, Jane, sorry. I don't know. I, I couldn't keep track. But she'll get there too. Oh, wasn't it like very presumptuous of you to think that we were living together? But yes, she says that she'll be there. And don't you dare wear that ugly ass green color. I'm serious. Don't fucking wear it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it made me feel hopeful for for their relationship so yeah i shipped i shipped georgiana and hawksley but easily i was way more invested in their in the friendship and i didn't want it to just be like you know again in mean girls that just kind of like do a nodding a nod to each other and they just kind of like go their own ways that's life it happens but i was hoping that you know having shared like a trauma that they could find comfort in each other's friendship at, in some capacity so i was really happy about that <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like that sounds like uh, we definitely wrapped up our discussion. Uh, what uh, what else are you reading? I'm reading The Spare Man by Mary Robinet Kowal. She um, writes um, science fiction. She wrote the Lady Astronaut series. Um, and The Spare Man, it takes place on a cruise ship to Mars. It's like a space cruise uh, where there's been a murder. And the protagonists are actually like on their honeymoon. The level of lovey-doveyness and canoodling and sexiness that's happening between these two protagonists, mm, chef's kiss, while also they're trying to solve a murder. So um, I'm really enjoying it. I didn't think I was going to be like that into it, but you know, she sucked me in with it. The protagonist is disabled and uses a service animal who is just adorable, but then also I think kind of goes out of their way to kind of explain no, oh, this dog isn't just like a dog that's hanging out. This is a dog that I, I need. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm about halfway. I'm hoping to finish it uh, very soon. So that's what I'm reading. What are y'all reading? Um, I'm reading Healer of, I don't know if you can really see it, but Healer of the Water Monster by Brian Young. And it's a Navajo middle grade. And I liked it right off the bat as soon as I started reading it. It's one of those books that's like it reads like a contemporary, but also like he's talking to holy beings and getting sent on like missions to like planes, like parallel planes of existence kind of things. Um, so there's like a lot of oral storytelling and like Navajo traditions in the book, which um, is really, really cool. And I had never read anything by this author before. So I'm really enjoying it and looking forward to what else they write. For sure. I'm reading Taste by Stanley Tucci. I brought it with me, which is like a story about his family and, and there's like recipes in it and ugh. Tucci gang, like Stanley Tucci can get it any fucking day of the week. Awesome. All right. Well, that is the end of our discussion of Reputation by Lex Croucher. 
I think it's pretty good. It's worth your time. Check it out if you have time and availability. Get it at the library. Get the audiobook if you're into that. It's great narration. Um, we will be back in December for the last hangout of the month where we will, um, I don't know, strike a pose, but we'll put a pin in that until later. <laughs> okay, listen. I love you. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club and from there find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode. It's not my fault that Tashai literally was like licking a cracker the size of her face. <laughs> I know. Tashai's a troll here. It's fine. It's not your fault. It's just. Well, I'm going to muted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're both <laughs> muted. It's fine. All right. Here we go. I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs>